This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Friday the 11th of February. In your Squiz today, no go on the religious discrimination bill. Koalas on the East Coast are at risk of extinction. Defining fully vaxxed and one for the romantics. This is your Squiz today. It's been a big week in politics, Claire, and for those in the House of Reps who sat until nearly five in the morning on Thursday, a very long week indeed. The passage of the government's religious discrimination bill has been eventful, to say the least, and while it passed the lower house, it's not a done deal with the government pulling it from being considered in the Senate. Let's just get our bearings first, though. This bill has been a barnacle for the coalition since Malcolm Turnbull was PM. Yeah, that's right. And it had to do with the same-sex marriage legislation in an effort to appease conservative liberals and church groups. Then Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull uh, promised a review of religious protections, and that was sparked by concerns that uh, dissenting churches could be forced to marry same-sex couples. And of course, since then, there's been a whole heap of other issues come up in this field. Uh, Things like Wallaby Israel Folau being sacked over the homophobic tweets that he said were an expression of his faith. Also on the other side of the coin, campaigners were pushing to remove religious schools' rights to expel gay and trans students. And at the last election, Scott Morrison promised legislation to deal with all of that. Uh, Of course, we're now almost three years down the track. Mm -hmm. We're getting to a real pinch point. Uh, And Scott Morrison and the government pushed that forward this week. Uh, It didn't go to plan and it has been been pulled from consideration in the Senate, as you say. It's a complicated issue. It's complicated legislation. I feel a squeeze shortcut in your future here, Claire. (laughs) It was an election promise, as you say. It's not going to happen now before the next election, but Morrison at least gets to say that he tried. And we saw that yesterday with Attorney General Michaelia Cash saying that the government wanted to put it through, but amendments made by Labor, uh, five Liberals who crossed the floor and also South Australian independent at Rebecca Sharkey would actually make things worse for students. Uh, What she says is that it needs to go to a committee to have a close look at what those amendments are. Uh, But yes, Scott Morrison gets to say that they tried. It's a very tricky one and it's not the only bit of legislation uh, that is on the government's plate that was an election promise. We've also got the Integrity Commission that hasn't been pushed through and what reports say is that there's all sorts of turmoil behind the scenes of the coalition as they push towards an election and haven't done the things that they said that they would. As for where Labor landed with the bill, leader Anthony Albanese said discrimination against people of faith is real, but laws to address it can't increase discrimination against other groups. Claire, there's definitely that election in the air. It sure is. Koalas will officially become an endangered species in New South Wales, Queensland and the ACT today after Environment Minister Susan Lay upgraded their listing from vulnerable. As a quick reminder here, an endangered listing means a species is at high risk of extinction in the short term. 
I have to make the obvious joke. How much can a koala bear that Paul oh. thinks? <laughs> How much can squeeze listeners bear? To? Yeah, that's the real question. <laughs> but it is a very sad state of affairs. Yeah. What we yeah. do know is that koala bears in New South Wales, about a third of the population there perished in those dreadful 2019-2020 fires. That was about 10,000 of them. Uh, but they were at risk before that. Land clearing for urban and agricultural developments has been a really big issue and even though the federal government has recently put more than a hundred million dollars towards projects to protect koalas uh, what conservation groups say is that preventing habitat destruction really is the key it was back in 2012 that they were first listed as vulnerable so 10 years on they're now listed as endangered The way we define COVID vaccination status is set to undergo a bit of a change with ATAGI recommending that we start speaking of those who've had the recommended shots for their age group as up to date with their vaccines rather than fully vaxxed. Fully vaxxed, double vaxxed. Double jab. no longer (laughs) going to be the thing. Uh, What ATAGI says is that any vaccination regime that requires boosters, uh, we really do go to that language where we say that someone is up to date. Uh, Moving towards the recognition that boosters are required throws open all sorts of questions about what state and territory governments might do if you're overdue for a shot. So that's an open question. What national cabinet said yesterday is that booster shots would not be mandated nationally. That could still be done by the state and territory governments though, so we'll hear more about that. Where they are mandated nationally is for aged care workers. Also, out of National Cabinet, Prime Minister Scott Morrison has asked the state and territories to audit how prepared their health systems are in the lead up to winter. A second Omicron wave is expected. National Cabinet will meet again in March. The Winter Olympics has been hit by its first major scandals with reports that Russian Olympic figure skater Kamila Valieva has tested positive for a banned substance. There's no confirmation yet from the International Olympic Committee, though. No, there isn't, but it has been widely reported and it first popped up in the Russian media. So these are reports that are being taken seriously. What they say is that she has taken a chest pain drug that can also boost endurance, so it is performance enhancing. It's the same drug that saw Chinese swimmer Sun Yang uh, banned for four years in 2014. So it has been used in sport before. Uh, Lots of questions about this one because she's a superstar. Um, She made history on Monday when she became the first figure skater to execute a quadruple jump. And she's only 15 years old, so pretty incredible. The Iranian flag bearer Hossein Savar Shemshaki has also been suspended from competition after testing positive for an anabolic steroid. When it comes to the games, one to watch today, Aussie snowboarder Scotty James is in the men's halfpipe finals. He's taking on the legendary Sean White. And if you're wanting to catch up with the Beijing Blitz from the Sport Today team over the weekend, head to the Sport Today channel in your podcasting app. They'll be publishing there over the weekend. A bit of a PSA with this one, Claire. It's Valentine's Day on Monday, if that's your thing. They say inspiration can come from the strangest places and there's a couple of fast food giants that might just have your back this year. Domino's 
you can give your local <laughs> Domino's pizza place a call uh, and put in a request <laughs> and on Monday they'll deliver you a pizza with a message on the inside of the box uh, if you want to get engaged. Will you marry me via pizza oh, box? Mate. <laughs> <laughs> they say that you'll be set for a truly supreme engagement, so that's very, uh, very nice. Too many puns today. <laughs> uh, also McDonald's is stepping up. They're doing chicken nugget box which has a little pop-up heart and they've adjusted the Macca's slogan from I'm loving it to I'm loving you. Maybe that's a little bit less intense than an engagement, Uh, but certainly it does seem to do one job and that would be if you're the recipient of one of those treats. Uh, The bar is pretty low for romantic (laughs) gestures in the future, I think, so might be a really smart strategy. At least there's food there to eat as consolation. (laughs) I'd be pretty happy if someone bought me some chicken nuggets, I have to say. I was going to say, I think I count pizza as one of my love languages, so (laughs) but I don't know about an engagement uh, on, on a pizza box. Speaking of love stories, it was announced this week that Camilla would have the title of Queen Consort when Prince Philip becomes king. In Friday Lights this week, you've included a link to a Vanity Fair article on Camilla from 2018 that talks about her road to becoming a well-liked figure. I remember reading that um, back in the day, and it's a really interesting one. Uh, It's really about... God, she was the mistress. She was the mm-hmm. woman that uh, really had done Diana wrong as much as uh, the royal family and, of course, Charles and their long uh, relationships. So, yeah, to become a well-liked figure in the UK and around the world uh, and also in the Queen's eyes is quite an achievement. Yeah. So goes through exactly how she went about all of that. It's a great read. I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes. As for what's cooking this weekend, a banana bread with raspberries and coke coconut serve warm with butter yum that's right in my wheelhouse i will pop a link to that one in your episode notes as well we might leave it there for the day have a good friday have a good weekend and we will be back with you on monday We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online, kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.